0: Hey guys, it's Hannah and you're listening to the Repair My Mind show. Um I've been listening to a few of my podcasts, and I'm not gonna lie, I sound a bit monotone and more, but I'm gonna try add a bit of personality into this. I think I've been a bit scared to add my personality because I'm still trying to bind myself because I'm stuck between my I don't like labelling myself, but kind of like my ADHD jokey side where I do make a lot of jokes, and most of them are pretty lame, some of them are pretty funny and quite impressive, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then there's like my other side, which is kind of like the parent side of me, which is quite formal. I use big words, sometimes I don't even know what they mean, but that's like the intelligent side of me. So I'm kind of trying to merge them both together, and hopefully I'll be able to show it in this podcast. Anyways, if you guys have been listening. Listening to my previous podcast, and I really, really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Um, I'm trying to create more content at the moment, but I'm struggling to because I am on a weekday 9 to 5 placement for about 13 weeks, so I really don't have time during the day to kind of go on my phone and just have time for myself to think okay what can i post now or what podcast can i create so bear with me guys i am gonna try and like do more podcasts and i do post at least once a day on instagram may miss a day forgive me please but um it is a bit of a struggle right now so your patience is really appreciated anyways the other day um i did one of them question things on stories where what would you guys like to see um content wise on my Instagram on my podcast so there were loads of um, answers so thank you for that one really stood out to me which is something that I'm researching a lot about myself I try not to bore you guys too much because honestly you guys can look this up yourself um it's attachment styles so to my knowledge there's four types of attachment by uh, Mary Ainsworth 1978 Now, I'm going to reference it because I am a uni student and we have going to reference bloody everything honestly it's tiring but yeah uh, if you guys want to look it up you can do there are a lot of Instagram um pages which talk about attachment styles specifically um so I'll try and um, put them in the description for you if you're more interested or just kind of go and google and type in the four types of attachment styles so this is going to be from my understanding and my knowledge and a quick story before I start so my friend started a clinical psychology master's course from this September and I'm an undergraduate mental health nurse right So she told me about a month in, Hannah, I think you're going to really like these classes. They're all about, you know, childhood trauma and um, attachment styles. Yeah, I sound like a well perky person looking into this type of stuff but it's really important to me you know my childhood was pretty crappy so for me to learn about this stuff is really interesting because not just learning about um what happens to other people and the kind of attachment styles there are out there but kind of understand what happened to me so this is really important and um she told me about it and i'm just like yeah okay that's fine she's like come to my classes i was like oh my god you want me to sneak in she's like yeah come on so i did so for about a month and a half or two I've literally been sneaking it into my friend's clinical psychology master's class every Tuesday morning and nobody had a clue. Some people ask me, hey, why have you joined it? I'll just say, yeah, there's a bit of complication with like, you know, my uni application and stuff like that. But I'm part of this class now and they were fooled at least a good 10 people from that 50 class that I spoke to had no clue that I wasn't even a part of that class and I um, joined in groups I talked out loud I took notes down I asked the lecturer questions and there was my friend that laughing in the background with her mate because they both knew that I'm not even part of that class yet here I am acting like I am asking these questions questioning the lecturer questioning the other students and you know you gotta act the part right so yeah, um, I learned about the attachment styles in that clinical psychology class, which was pretty interesting. I may or may not have learned about it throughout my three years of my undergraduate course. I might have skived that day I'm not gonna lie I don't really remember or it's just in my you know unconscious memory somewhere in there that I just can't seem to dig up right now but specifically remember a couple of weeks ago I learned about attachment styles so to my knowledge there are four attachment styles by Mary Ainsworth 1978 I don't think you'll forget that because that's the second time I've said it now Um, so the first one is secure the second one is avoidant slash dismissive the second one is is, um amb- ambivalent ambient I think it's ambivalent slash anxious attachment and the last one is disorganized so I'm going to give you a brief overview of them all and then I'm going to tell you guys which one I resonate with the most so the first one is pretty much you know the one that everybody wants you know a good secure childhood where you know you got your parents and they reassure you they meet all your needs um you're crying they come to you give you cuddles and kisses and ask you what happened um you're seen you're heard your emotional needs are met and because you're observing them as well as we do in our critical period um which is from basically um from birth to pre-puberty that's the critical period where our brain is the most um, malleable absorbable of information and that's where we learn and develop our personality as we grow older so within that critical period if we observe our parents um, reacting rationally to their own emotions then we're going to develop that kind of personality style and that part of our brain where emotions are regulated in the limbic system I'm getting a bit sciency now again google this or I might talk about it in another podcast but the limbic system basically maintains and regulates emotions so if that's developed probably properly in childhood then we're able to be aware of our own emotions and how we feel and we think before we act kind of thing as adults so um that's kind of the golden attachment style which we all want but unfortunately life is what it is and we don't always have that childhood I put my hands up I haven't as you guys know and I'm pretty sure that's why you're listening to this podcast because you guys know um So the next one is the avoidant one. So this, to my knowledge, I'm going to give a um, childhood example, is where the child's needs, emotional needs and probably physical needs are pretty much neglected. I'm thinking it's more, I'm thinking it's more emotional. So yeah from my knowledge it's more emotional needs that haven't been met so that child is crying i don't know they had um, a bad time at school the friends picked on him, the siblings bullying them they fell over scraped their knee i haven't got a clue but that child is in need they're in distress they're crying their eyes out and the mom or dad are pretty much like oh come on mate i ain't got time for this you know come on deal with it you're a big boy now at the age of two you're a big boy really really i don't think so but yeah I mean, wherever's happening in the parents' lives is happening in their lives, but the way they're dealing with their distressed child is not going to benefit them in the long run because what's going to happen now is that that child can't depend on their parents emotionally they're just like well i am in distress i'm crying i'm angry i'm lashing out and i am getting absolutely nothing it's like talking to a bloody brick wall so for the rest of my life unconsciously by the way i am not going to depend emotionally on anyone because i clearly can't trust you guys to be my comfort so i'm going to be my own comfort so as an adult now that person has limited kind of vulnerability to others they don't like being vulnerable to us like they show their emotions they're able to be aware of their own emotions and they're able to talk about it but to a limit there's always that limit so if if you if that person gets into a relationship in the future their partner be like it's hard to get through to you it's like i'm talking to a robot do you have emotions and you as that avoidant attachment style person is kind of like yeah yeah I do I just so just keep it inside of me because you know what's the point of getting it out as the last time I did that I was a kid and my mum and dad didn't respond to me so I know that I can't trust anybody to meet my needs so that's kind of the avoidant attachment style the next one which I resonate with quite a lot but we'll get to that towards the end is the um anxious attachment style so this is when that child um their needs are met inconsistently so for example again bad day at school siblings bullying them I don't know they fell over again you know a bit clumsy this kid but um then the parent needs them one time um and um, they meet their needs their emotional needs and physical needs and that child feels all you know warm loved up like yes I can I can trust my mom I can trust my dad and um, they responded to me that I was seen I was heard and then the next time an incident happens and they are distressed their parents aren't giving them that response for every reason that might be might be again that they're busy or they just don't have time or they've got something else going on and the child's kind of you know being a kid after all that's what kids are for you know just there I guess um, to be loved and nurtured and brought up healthily into this world. But unfortunately, life happens for the parents as well as the child. So their needs aren't being met for whatever reason. Or it might even be because their parent are emotionally available and they are trying their best and depending on their mood they can sometimes meet their child's emotional needs if they're aware of their own or other times if they are having a crappy emotional moody day they can't meet their child's needs so that child then grows up with trust issues like who can I trust to meet my needs so they might get into a relationship when they're older but they need constant reassurance that okay so do you actually like me do you- do you love me? I need you to say, do you love me? I need you to hug me and kiss me right now because I need to know if you love me. That's the only validation I have from you because I'm not sure if I'm worthy enough, if I'm valuable enough as a person unless you show me that um, by you giving love and affection, I am worthy, I am valuable as a person. Your, Your response to me is how I validate myself. But then at the same time, I don't know if i can trust you because people have left in my life and these people are basically my parents so i can resonate to this a lot because um my mother was was very met my needs sometimes but didn't didn't meet my needs i was very confused because it was weird um There were times when she'd literally just kind of blank me, blank my emotion. I'd be crying and she'd just be there, like looking at me, like, please, please don't. Yeah, I'm just not mentally here right now. I can't deal with you either. And I'd be just like, help me, like, please help me. And I'd get nothing. And then other times she'd be like, man, what's wrong? What's happened? And I'd be like, you're giving me love now? Like, what? And I'd be really confused because. I don't know i couldn't know if i could trust my mom with my emotional needs or not so when i grew up with absolutely everybody my friends my family my relationships i was like I don't know if I can trust you guys and this was all unconscious guys I didn't I didn't consciously know this I just had these feelings inside of me that I felt pretty much all my life where I needed to be validated I needed to be shown that you guys are my friends because you buy me presents or you spend your money on me or you guys that tell me you love me or you know you appreciate me and if I didn't get that for whatever reason and it doesn't have to be a reason then I'd think you guys are my friends or in relationships I need you to tell me like, I'd, I'd actually ask, like, do, you, do you still like me? And like, I know I did that annoying thing before, but do you still like me? Do you still love me? Like I'd literally ask every single day, do you still love me, right? I'm, I'm just double-checking and proper passing it off when inside I'm actually so insecure that you're going to leave me because of how... I'm going to put this in invisible quotation marks because this is a podcast and you can't see, but how damaged, quotation marks, I am um so I don't know if you're gonna come and stay now I know we've been friends for seven eight years but are you sure you want to be my friend like does this sound familiar to you guys you guys not might not even say this out loud but in your head you're thinking this and I did pretty much all my life until I went therapy that's another podcast guys I don't know if I've even made one check it out um so that's the anxious one. Very inconsistent emotional needs met. So they pretty much don't know if they can trust pretty much anybody, any relationship as adults. Um, and then the last one is the disorganized attachment style where this is a predominantly trauma based, where the person hasn't had their emotional needs met due to trauma, wherever that trauma was, whether that was um, physical abuse sexual abuse um financial abuse um their emotional needs just base again weren't met for whatever reason and they have a lot of um traumatic memories a lot of flashbacks so this in adulthood leads to Um, personality disorder, PTSD, um, depression as well because you keep ruminating over these traumatic memories that happened to you as a child and nobody was there to... um, Reassure you and comfort you for whatever reason that might not even be because of your caregivers or parents. This was just because the situation was unknown, and you you felt you couldn't tell anybody, so you were trapped in this emotional cage of this um, traumatic blockage. I call it because I I think that every time trauma happens, it causes this kind of emotional blockage, kind of like a bunch of scribbles that is just isn't going. It's stuck in time, so. Um, and another example of that would be the parents so maybe one or both parents unfortunately this has happened where you know they're emotionally and physically abusing the child and if that child is getting abused by both their parents then who else can they turn to the parents are going to be you know their safety, their comfort, and nobody's going to believe them because maybe the parents threatened them Like, who's going to believe you, we're your parents, we have control over you. Or it might be the child getting physically or sexually abused by another person and that person isn't authoritarian and they say your parents aren't going to believe you, they're going to believe me, I'm the adult. And again, they didn't feel safe, so they had nobody to tell so as they grow older they don't feel safe they don't know who to trust because they don't know how to trust their caregivers they don't know whether to trust adults their friends like they'll have friends you'll have emotional relationships you'll even have relationships but you'll be so untrusting because of these traumatic relationships they'll always be kind of on a constant loop in your mind and that can cause you to act out that can cause you to even self-harm because you have no idea what to do with these emotions like what can you do if you had nobody to go to as a child you didn't feel safe and that's the main thing with us we didn't feel safe in our home environment for whatever reason so I hope that I make sense of these attachment styles so the one I resonate with the most is pretty much all of them except for the secure one actually not even the secure one so I had a a secure um, attachment style with my dad up until I was a teenager so that was great I had some love in my life which I'm grateful for Um, The avoidant one, I'd say that one's a bit less, but I do resonate with it a bit because there were times in my life where I felt I had to keep everybody at a distance so that I wouldn't get hurt. So I would just be emotional in one way, but in in other ways, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna distance myself because I really don't wanna feel stuff right now. Or, you know, I feel like there's gonna be a conflict between us, so I'm just gonna distance myself from you so I can avoid that. Um, and then the anxious one is the one I resonate with the most because I was always very needy and very clingy of other people's reassurance and their validation with um, against me, so that's that one. But I also resonate a lot with the disorganised because I have had a lot of um, emotional and physical trauma, um, abuse situations as a child where I wasn't able to um find comfort and safety because when i was growing up my dad was my comfort and safety and majority of the time he was at work to no fault of his own he was the breadwinner you know he was the he was like the family man so the only other person i could seek comfort from was my mother but then she was the one who was emotionally and physically abusive towards me so i had no sense of safety which led to a lot of behavioral issues going up growing up so a lot of trust issues a lot of behavioral issues a lot of why does nobody love me or or kind of like when a person does show love and affection to us i'll like okay why i don't get why like why are you showing there must be something wrong with you or me that you actually like me as a person so I had this trouble all my life so that's attachment styles for you guys I've added a lot of my personality in this I hope it's not boring I've tried not to make it boring I am pretty much a peppy person I think no i am i am i pretty much am and i want to put my personality in these podcasts so if you like these podcasts and the information i give out then please leave a review um this podcast is actually on like apple and spotify and google play and stuff so thank you guys for listening to this podcast and my other podcasts I'm really grateful Um, and if you guys have come from Instagram then that's great if you're listening to me for the first time then my Instagram platform is called at repairmymind thank you guys so much for listening Um, and hopefully I'll be making another podcast soon thanks guys